This is the NFL show to be named later. Foosball and whatever you call it with them gargantuans. Starring T.J. Weber, Zach Zook, and Big Webb. Brought to you by Bruise on the Balcony. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Great start. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to week 13 of the NFL, and we are starting out on the right foot with a tongue twister. TJ Weber, Zach Zook here with you. Big Webb's picks on its way. Uh, once again, again, he, he's the he's the Madonna of the group. He doesn't want to be here. I'm just totally kidding. No, it, <laughs> the man has to go to bed. Me and Zach are late night people. Uh, it works with our work schedule, so here we are at uh, 1045 on, uh, on Wednesday night. Yeah, as Big Web put it to us at one of our coaches' shows earlier on in the year, he's like, hey, I got to work. That's right. we either record during the business day or in the waning hours. But so. we also get his picks, which is all that really matters. But uh, I'm sure once we get to uh, the playoffs and our shows become a little bit shorter, he'll be able to join us for the uh, for the entire thing. But that's okay. I mean, we're, we're used to kind of flying solo, and that's the way it is. But uh, Big Web's picks still prevail. Again, he's one of the top pickers in the, in the pick'em. He's one of the top guys with his best four plays of the week, which you'll hear later on. And uh, the guy still brings the heat, even though he's not here. He's here uh, just on the pillow right now. <laughs> he's enjoying his little nap. So, uh, again, guys, thank you for listening. And always make sure you can follow us on Twitter, at Balcony Bruce Pod, at Balcony Bruce Pod on Twitter, on Facebook, as we are the uh, brother podcast. You don't want to say sister podcast. The brother yeah. podcast of Bruce on the Balcony with myself and Nick Yale. <laughs> uh, Zach and I have been doing the NFL show, as you can probably tell. This is uh, episode number 14, I believe. So we had the intro uh, show, and then we've also done now 13 weeks of the NFL. We'll be doing the entire regular season and every single playoff week, including Super Bowl week. So make sure you tune in for that. Let's get back to last week. If you're uh, just now joining us, we have a pick em. It's kind of too late for you to uh, contend. I mean, by too late, I mean it's way too damn late. There's no way you can have any <laughs> chance at winning. Uh, but we currently have a pick em standing situation for an NFL jersey. Top picker, top listener, I should say. So if it's one of us that doesn't count, top listener will get a free NFL jersey courtesy of the NFL show to be named later. Uh, so it's getting it's getting pretty hectic, and it goes all the way till the end of Super Bowl, Zach. And I believe let's go ahead and announce this, by the way, because I don't think we announced a tiebreaker because we have some people kind of going back and forth right now. I'm going to say the tiebreaker will be either we have them guess the total points of the Super Bowl, or we will go ahead and take the player who had the best week of the whole season. So let's say Blake Stump and Zach Daly. I know they're two guys that are at the top. I don't know if they're at the top right now. I can look at my notes. Let's say they're both tied. After the Super Bowl, both have the same picks, all that stuff. After the season's completely over, if Zach Daly had a 13-pick week and Blake had a 12-pick week, Zach Daly gets the NFL jersey. Would you rather us do that, you think, or do you think it should be total points in the Super Bowl? That's a tough one because yeah. you'd like to reward, I guess, the the best single week. Uh, I think, though, that picking the points of the Super Bowl – or just yeah, the just the Super Bowl pick would be better just because it's you're more, still picking football. It's if that makes more sense. current, I guess. Yeah, or, yeah, it's that, and plus it's the Super Bowl, right? It matters more, right. so that I guess you could draw a line that it makes kind of some sense there. High stakes, uh, last week of the season, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, because then the the, the issue is. Or do you just have to pick closest to the um, total points scored, or can you pick closest to but you can't go over? What's the deal with that? Uh, see, I, I agree with you. It is logistics. <laughs> I, I would agree with you that uh, I think the Super Bowl would probably be more fair. That way, if someone comes on an absolute tear and ties it up, but then would have been out by week two, you know what I mean, because of right. a 13-point week by somebody, that's that's fair. I, let's say if it, if it goes into that situation where it's tied, if they both have the same picks— We'll give the total amount numbers, all right, total score, score of the Super Bowl. I think that's fair. And I say, doesn't matter if you go over, just as yeah, long as you're so within too. the closest, that's what wins. Right. Yeah. I, so, I like it. I think that's fair. I think that's fair overall. But speaking of uh, the standings, we'll get you those in a second. With the, the panel, so me last week, I had seven, not too bad of a week. I'm still in the lead between us three with 89 total. Big Web above me last week just by one. He got eight. He now has 83 total, six behind me, and oh boy. Oh, oh boy. I'm Zach. out of it, boys. Oh boy. <laughs> Zach has uh, shit the bed in week 12. It yeah. happens. It happens, everybody. Trust me, if you see my locks of the week, you'll understand that. Uh, Zach had three 
Yikes. Trace last week. Zach, your thoughts on uh, week 12? Yikes. Well, I knew it was going to be a long week when on Thanksgiving I picked the Lions to cover. They did not. Yeah, I did that too. I then took the Redskins to cover. They did not. Mm-hmm. And then I believe I also picked the Falcons to cover, and they did not. Yeah. So good. It's a good day. So, yeah, not great. Started <laughs> off 0 for 3. And I was actually driving back from Michigan on Sunday, so I didn't watch a ton of the games. I looked at, like, the end of the third quarter, and it was just just red. Just red, straight down the board. Mm. It was it was not pretty. That hurts. Uh, yeah, absolutely shit the bed. Uh, it took me like five, six weeks. I was picking good, man. I was on a roll, and I had gotten back into contention. And now, like my Packers, I am just <laughs> out of it, man. I'm out of it. Uh, you will not. I will not be competing for the jersey or for the bragging rights over whoever did win the jersey. I'm like I went I was like 7 behind the leader. I think I'm now double digits after mm. last week. So Well, let's go over the standings as Zach had a bad week, but a lot of people had bad weeks as well. Uh now a top new guy. Uh, as we haven't really talked about him being the leader, first time he's led now this year. Matt Jameson leading the way with 93 points. He is by himself. Tied for second, you have Colby Wedwick and Tammy Wrestler who have 92. Myself, I am uh, tied. I believe that is carry the one fifth. It's myself, Jordan Trimp, and Zach Daly at 89. Mark Kessler at 88. Kevin McClory at 86. Gigi Evans, Kyle Stump at 84. For the panel, Big Webb is at 83 right there. And Zach's still not out of it at 81. So with, uh, with that being said, last week the winner was Kevin McClory, who got 11 total picks right. That's his first win of the first week win of the season. So congrats to Kevin as he is uh, kind of in the thick of it now. It's a lot of back and forth here. I mean, Zach, there's a lot of competitors here. It's getting fun. It's really getting fun between a lot of these people, and uh, it should shape out to be a really uh, good end of the season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think what is is, uh, Colby in second place? Colby is tied for second, correct. One one point back. He sent me a text uh, a week or two ago. We were talking about the pick'em a little bit, and he said that if he – because I asked him, I was like, what Viking are you going to get if you win? Are you going to get Xavier Rhodes? Are you going to get Anthony Barr or Kendricks or somebody, you know? And and he was like, yeah, he's like, I'm thinking about like a couple different ones – uh, but he's like, you know what? I might get uh, Cam Newton if I win just to piss off Big Web. Wow. <laughs> hey, I like that. Big Web, not a fan of Cam Newton. <laughs> Cam Newton uh, single-handedly might take me to a fantasy football league championship this year. So Hey, Colby has him too. Colby's a big fan of Cam Newton. Cam he, Newton. And he, I got, he's good. I got the duo of him and McCaffrey together. I mean, oh, wow. Christian McCaffrey, so PPR League. Holy shit. Let's just ramp <laughs> that up. Shout out to uh, Bruce on the Balcony, my, my team. We're 9-3. and three. Going to be ten and three after this week, and have probably a number one seed and a bye wow. in the first round, Zach. So big, big uh, year for me. It's been a while. I'm the commissioner of the league. I get shit on every single week, <laughs> and I barely win. But it's my year. I'm looking forward to it. Everybody in my league can suck it. Are you totally like, suck it. Are you like the Kevin MacArthur of your league? I am because I'm a, I'm a guy that tries to play the game right, and all I do is get just bitched at just by these shafted. by these hooligans. Yeah, that's what I like to call them because I feel like an old man. So I'm. I'm, they're hooligans to me. That actually fits really well, like because Kevin's the commissioner of the league yeah. as well yeah. in the show. Absolutely, I am the Kevin MacArthur, hundred <laughs> percent, the married guy that runs the league that yeah, gets bitched at by the other say guys. You're married to your girlfriend. Occasionally, picks better than you. She yeah. is the Jenny. She does she Jenny? help you manage your team? Hell no. My <laughs> wife does not manage my team. I want to go on the record saying my wife Laura Weber does not help me. With fantasy football, hundred percent, big collusion. That's a issue. full nine and three season for myself. I am the commissioner. I made all the moves I need to, <laughs> and God, I'm telling you what, this is my season. Yeah, take this is my season. It. I need, I need a championship. The last championship I got, I had three good quarterbacks. This is when they're all at their primes: Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. That's how long I've been playing fantasy football. Zach, it's been a while. 07 was my first year. Joey Galloway was my uh, top wide receiver. That's nice. how long I've been playing fantasy football. I've been like, I like shared a team with my dad all throughout high school. Never really got into it until a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and came in second last year. It was it was it was a rough finish. It sucks when you finish second because yeah. no one remembers the second place guy. No, nobody gives a shit. They just remember first that loser. I had a buddy that won three straight. Literally, this is his first year. He won't make the playoffs. He won three straight. Really? Yeah, we have a kid like that. He's won. He's won the last. So two he's years. Pete. He's three Pete basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh. the league. Our uh, locks of the week. So last week, we all go down. I mean, oh. terrible week for everybody. Terrible week. 
Just, just you know what? Mail it the f- in. I'm gonna cuss. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'm so pissed. Mail it in on my lock of the week. If either, just bet the opposite or don't listen to me. I'm four and seven. I uh, pick uh, Jacksonville again. Let me tell you something. I'm done. I'm so done with Jacksonville. I should have been done four weeks ago. They're three and eight. We all picked them to go to the Super Bowl. It's embarrassing that we even talked about this team. Cody Kessler is now the starting quarterback. Cody Kessler over Blake Bortles. Uh, forget the Jags. Forget my lock of the week. I'm four and seven. Forget it. Zach is eight and four. He drops one for the first time in a couple weeks. Pittsburgh minus three and a half. Got beat outright by Denver. Always yuck. a tough place to play. And Big Web eight and four had Indy minus nine and a half. They only won by three. So not a good day for the panel, locks wise. Tough spreads. Too. Tough spreads all the way but, around. Hey, let me talk you off the ledge a little bit. Because okay. let me kick you this scenario here. So you have seven losses, but you can go through week 17 plus you can pick through the playoffs. You can finish with a pretty good record here if you get on a roll. Yeah. I'm just saying, you maybe maybe wait it out a couple weeks and, and see if you can get on a little bit of a run. I've lost two straight, but yeah, as, as we know, as shitty as I've been in the pick em, even I can get on a hot streak with the locks. Absolutely. So uh, don't, don't go away from the locks. Go away from my lock, uh, but everybody else... <laughs> You should listen to Big Web and, and Zach because they don't know what they're talking about. Speaking of Big Web, three and one last week on best four plays of the week. He's now twenty eight and twenty overall against the spread. Not bad. Not bad at all. So uh, watch Big Web for his plays too. He's over fifty percent. He's doing pretty well. So uh, listen to the locks. Listen to his best four plays of the week. So Zach, let's get into uh, week thirteen. We have uh, another, I think, good crop of matchups. We won't really break down Week 12 because, like we said, it wasn't great. We don't really want to talk about it. Tough spreads all the way around. Tough to pick. This is a tough year. To me, this is a very tough year. It's been a backwards uh, year. It's been a backwards year. It's been pretty much all over the place. You now have another Thursday night game that is worth watching, I would say, this week, which yeah. they've had kind of a, a few good ones the last couple weeks. You got New Orleans as they're heading to Dallas, and the Cowboys are plus seven points, according to CBSSports.com. I believe in our pool. Let me check. It should be seven and a half points, and it, it is. is. Cowboys plus seven and a half. I'm going to take the Saints in this one. I think the Cowboys are on a roll. They're obviously now uh, the top of the NFC East. They really shocked a lot of people. They're at home in the Jerry Dome, but this is too. This is just a weird spread against the Saints. I mean, the Saints are the best team in the NFL, and they can score at will. We've seen that. They're the only five and zero team, by the way, on the road this season. Only five and zero team on the road this season. The Saints really, uh, everybody used to think that they're just a home team. They've proven this year that they're all-around good team. Uh, Cowboys, it's scary giving them 7.5 the way they're playing, but anybody else besides the Saints, I'd probably take Dallas. But uh, give me New Orleans. I, they're just playing too good. So my head told me to pick the Saints as well. Like Typically when I go through these games, you know, whatever my gut tells me off the bat, that's what I go with. And my gut told me to pick the Saints, but I'm going to pick the Cowboys. Uh, I don't like the Cowboys. I still don't even think they're that good. I, Yeah, they've been playing well. I just don't think that they have the intangibles or the personnel to make a long run. Uh, I don't think that they can beat quality opponents. Uh, I'd be surprised if they beat the Saints here. But 7.5 is a lot of points for a defense that's been playing pretty well. And a team that likes to get control of time of possession and run the football and kind of shorten the game. So that usually lends to a little bit easier time trying to cover 7.5. They just, again, have to make it a one-possession football game. They are at home, and yeah, I know the Saints' Saints offense has been rolling. Nobody's been able to stop them this year, and uh, the Cowboys certainly have their work cut out for them, but we'll we'll definitely see what they're made of tomorrow. So you're taking New Orleans for sure? No, I'm taking Cowboys. Oh, you are taking Cowboys. I'm taking Cowboys. I, 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 don't, I couldn't I, tell. I don't know I don't if you like actually it. said it. I, think I don't I, like I, it. I was listening, but I could tell you were kind of teetering. So I was teetering. I, last, If this was a couple weeks ago, I would have picked the Saints. I just feel like it's time for me to... Make a move. Admit that the Cowboys are okay, I guess, this year. I think that, again, most of it's been because they play in the NFC East, but they do have a really good defense that's been playing a lot better. And uh, like I said, I think that they can control the clock and shorten the game and make this thing competitive. Well, this is your, this is you going for it, though. You're trying to make a step on me and Big Got Web to. because you yeah. probably expect that we both take New Orleans in this one. So. Yeah. I also wouldn't be shocked if this one was nine and a half. I mean, I'm, I'm I just think seven and a half is pretty low, uh, to be honest. Against the Saints team, I mean, anybody else in the NFL, even the Rams, the way their defense has been playing lately, I would still think about taking the Cowboys. It's the Saints. I, the Saints just right. to me 
are scary. I, you know what I mean? I so. think they're the best team in the NFC. Uh, yeah, it, this is not about the Saints at all as much as it's about... Uh, I feel like this is, again... Uh, a tough game for the for the Saints to go on the road. They're ten and one. Mm-hmm. They basically have things wrapped up already with the way the Panthers have looked over the last three or four weeks. Uh, the Cowboys, on the other hand, have everything to play for. They went from being out of the playoffs to really in the thick of the division race now with Alex Smith getting injured. The Eagles are just trash, I guess, this year, mm-hmm. and the Giants are bad. So all of a sudden, the Cowboys have everything in the world to play for here at home. And one thing I have noticed over the last couple of weeks, whenever I bet against these home dogs that are anywhere from you know four or five and a half points higher, they usually cover. So that played a part in my logic with Interesting. it. Interesting. Okay, no. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, obviously, it should be a fun game. Uh, we'll see what happens. Dallas at home. Zach has them plus seven and a half, and me and Big Web have New Orleans on the road. Next up, we have a noon game on Sunday. The first one of the week, Indianapolis Colts will be heading to Jacksonville, and the Colts are minus three and a half. Laughable spread. Laughable spread. Jaguars are shit. Uh, their defense has been horrible, and they're starting Cody Kessler, a quarterback that hasn't taken a snap all season. Am I right? Has he, I know he hasn't obviously started, but I don't uh, think he's taking he this He actually did have to play a game earlier on. I don't know if it – I think they either benched Bortles. He didn't start. He came – Bortles got benched, and he came in for like the second half of a blowout like okay. a month ago. So regardless, he hasn't had much playing time. Uh, he's now going into a game against a division rival. They are at home, but Indy's playing pretty well. I mean, Indy has become a team that – now, I'm very excited to watch to see what they can do, possibly getting a wild card spot. Uh, obviously, I think that's the Texans and, and the Texans only in the AFC South, but Indianapolis does intrigue me, and I think they're going to just not really stop. I mean, the way they've been going on offense, especially against a division rival, especially against Jacksonville, they would love to see the Jaguars fall to 3-9. and nine. They would love to see it, uh, obviously, just, I mean, besides beating them, but just the fact that they are a team that can knock down the Jaguars even more. I think they're going to play lights out here. I think the Jaguars have a lot of work to do. I think they'll win at least two or three more games this season in Jacksonville, but uh, something tells me Indy's got this one again, and the spread's only three and a half. So uh, give me the Colts. I think this should be an easy pick. Yeah, the spread was three and a half in Indy when uh, these two teams played a couple weeks ago in favor of the Colts, and the Colts lost that by a half point. Right. I'm still going to pick them, though. They are on, what is it, a five-game winning streak? Were they one and five at one point? I believe so. I believe they were, and so now they're above 500. they They've been playing just great ball. The Jaguars, on the other hand, are in absolute shambles, really regretting the Blake Bortles extension that they made in the offseason. He is... He and all his millions will be sitting on the sideline listening to them call in plays to Cody Kessler, the ex-Brown, as you mentioned. So, yeah, Jaguars have have not been looking too hot, uh, which is a bummer. I think we all kind of liked that team from last year and liked how the old expansion franchise rose up from the ashes to kind of flip the script, uh, the underdog story. But, uh, unfortunately, they have plummeted back to Florida, and I don't think that changes this week. The Colts, like you said, everything to play for in the hunt for the playoffs, and so they'll be ready to play. The Colts uh, have won five straight, four of those games all at home. They had three straight home games against Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Miami. Uh, It's their first home game since week eight, which they did beat Oakland 42-28. The one before that, though, at New York, they gave up 42 points to the Jets and lost. Lost to New England on the road, gave up 38 points, and lost to Philly on the road back in Week 3 and gave up 20 points. So this is a, a team that could give up a lot of points on the road, but I just believe their offense is too good, and Cody Kessler will not keep up with them. I could be wrong, but Jacksonville is just not good anymore. Yeah. I, I, I'm done even thinking they have a chance. I mean, they don't have a chance to make the playoffs. I just mean a chance to be even a good football team. No way. The only way they could have won that game was if Leonard Fournette doesn't get in a fight last week and plays the entire. Oh yeah, he's, I mean, he's suspended this weekend. Right, too, right. So That's they what I figured. Him. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Yeah, he's on my fantasy team. I totally forgot about that. So Big we'll, bummer. So we'll all take Indy uh, over Jacksonville minus three and a half. Next up, we got Cleveland heading out to the Houston Texans. Houston is the hottest team in the NFL. I mean, an unbelievable stretch that they have right <laughs> now. A, a team that honestly. A lot of people were down on just because they had a slow start. Uh, Sean Watson was really not playing well, playing well. and uh, they started out 0-3. Eight straight wins, Zach. 
Eight straight wins for this team. They have not lost since week three. That was September 23rd is the last time they lost. Jeez. And they have really just kind of come into their own. Um, like I said, not playing total powerhouses. they got a very favorable schedule, in my opinion. They go to Cleveland now. They're at home. I believe that Houston will win this game. I think four and a half is a pretty good spread where you could see the Browns stay in it because Baker Mayfield has just continued to show that he's a pretty good NFL quarterback, I think. Uh, he's really not scared of anything, no matter if he's on the road or whatever the case may be. And it seems like the firing of Hugh Jackson has really just kind of raised his level of play lately. I mean, you kind of saw the awkward handshake they had oh, last week when Cincinnati and, and the Browns played each other, and Hugh Jackson kind of went in for a kind of weird bro, like handshake hug thing, and Baker Mayfield didn't really do anything. So Hugh Jackson just kind of shook his hair, and and that was about it, and just said, hey, Baker, how you doing, buddy? Like, oh, you kiddo. And it was really awkward. So what I'm going to say, the whole thing, is the Browns are a pretty good team. Baker Mayfield's at the top of his game. However, they're going to the, to the hottest team right now. At home is the Texans. I just think Houston's going to win this game by seven. It's going to be a fun game to watch. I wouldn't put this as my lock by any means, but I believe Houston will cover this game, and the Browns will just have to keep up here and there, but I just don't think they will. Yeah, I'm going to take the Texans as well. Can you believe it? From 0-3 to 8-3, we talked about the Colts winning streak, and another team in the AFC South. Literally, it was those two teams were in the cellar of their division to start the year, and now those are the two teams that we're talking about competing for the division crown. It's really something else. just shows you how crazy the NFL can be. Deshaun Watson is playing well, and you have Baker Mayfield on the other sideline that's really played well, and it feels like, like to your point, the firing of Hugh Jackson has kind of galvanized the troops a little bit up there in Cleveland, and I have to give Baker Mayfield some credit and John Dorsey and all those guys in the front office up there, and it's, it's still a clown show because Jimmy Haslam still owns the team, but I wouldn't have picked Baker Mayfield at one. That was too rich for me, and it was really risky. But I think that he has the attitude and the leadership to kind of lead them out of just the abysmal abysmal performance that this franchise has put forth season after season for the last several years, basically the entire millennium to this point. I think that they're starting to get there. That being said, Texans are just too hot, man. The Texans are a playoff team this year, Mm -hmm. and so I think that's a little bit too much for the Browns to handle on the road. All right, so uh, me and Zach have Houston. Big Webb's going Cleveland. He's going to go and take Baker Mayfield on the road. Next up, we got the Bills heading out to Miami. Dolphins are minus 5.5 points. The Bills, 4-7 and seven now, already really shocking people, thought they were an 0-16 type team. Josh Allen, third on the team now in rushing yards. Uh, the leader is LaShawn McCoy, and Josh Allen's just behind him, not even 200 yards behind him. Uh, and also Josh Allen has four touchdowns, and also Josh Allen has played a lot less games. So <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden, Josh Allen's a, a, a scrambling quarterback. Uh, he's been running the ball very well. I don't know why, seeing his size, and I just don't understand it, but uh, he's been able to run the ball Pretty damn well. It's been uh, it's been pretty impressive. They've been able to move the ball a lot better too. I mean, even when you saw Matt Barkley come in uh, a couple weeks ago, he played well. Josh Allen just gives them the best opportunity to win, in my opinion. They figured out that Nathan Peterman is an absolute bum and finally dropped him a few weeks ago. I don't know why that took so long, but that's why the Bills had a weird start. Uh, I know they're better at home. Dolphins had a close game last week against Indy. I'm going to take the Bills in this one. I I, I like the five and a half point spread. I think three and a half, two and a half would have been tough. I would have taken Miami probably, and uh, I I just believe the Bills will move the ball against the Dolphins. And like I told you, I just don't like the Dolphins. I think they're such a roller coaster team. No matter if it's home or away, I really don't put that into it. I just don't know if they're going to really play as well as they did last week. I just want to see what Tannehill does in week two since he came back. And I'm going to take Buffalo just for the fact that Josh Allen really, I think, pumps that team up. When he's in there, even on the road, he saw him do it against Minnesota this year. He knows how to score points. So give me Buffalo. Yeah, Josh Allen is another one of those quarterbacks like – I, I didn't love Baker. I wouldn't have taken him at one. I would have taken him in the first round. I would have maybe taken him like 15. I wouldn't have touched Josh Allen with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. Uh, and he, while I still don't think he's going to work in this league long term, he has impressed me a little bit. He's already worked a little bit better than I would have thought. And it's because of the athleticism, his ability to move the pocket, extend plays, and then hurt you in the run game. Uh, clearly, Mike Zimmer in Minnesota, when he went up there and ran all over them, they had no idea he could do that. And that's kind of been an added ability to his game. Similar to Mitch Trubisky in Chicago, that wasn't what he was known for coming out. And it's interesting to see 
how these guys kind of their game changes and evolves as you get to a higher level. Uh, sometimes you you don't rely on the same things you did in college. And Josh Allen, while he still has the big arm, uh, accuracy has been an issue for him. I think that the Dolphins, while they are a weird team, are a competitive one. They seem to play to their competition typically week in and week out. Even if they play a tough Patriots team or they have to play like the Colts last week, they made it close. They lost by three. So uh, I think that they'll be able to cover this thing. It makes me a little bit more comfortable knowing that Tannehill's in there <laughs> instead of Brock Osweiler. Right. I at least know that Tannehill can command an NFL offense and has some experience. So uh, I, I like Adam Gase and them to cover it. All right, so Zach going Miami uh, at home. Me and Big Web going with the Buffalo Bills. Should be a, an interesting game for the AFC East matchup. Uh, we move on. Cardinals take on the Packers. This is one of two huge spreads this this week. Packers are minus 14 and a half points at Lambeau. Pretty crazy you see a 4-6 and 1 team at minus 14 and a half, especially when you saw the Cardinals with a huge spread 16 and a half cover that against KC a few weeks ago on the road as well. Um just because of the big spread, I'm going to take Arizona too. They uh they had a hot start against the Chargers last week, were up 10 nothing and then just got absolutely demolished after that. Uh they have hot starts though. They they know how to move the ball a little bit. You got to give the ball to David Johnson. That's that's got to be their game plan if they want to move the football. Josh Rosen's is not great. He honestly just makes bad decisions. He throws weird passes and he's very kind of telegraphy on his on. I don't know if he, that's even a word, but he telegraphs a lot of passes. But the fact that the Packers are still trying to figure themselves out, I think you know they're uh, they they just go back and forth. They've lost four out of five now. Those are both on the road. The last one they had at home was a win against Miami, and those four out of five losses were all on the road. So I know they're a different team in Lambeau. I just have a feeling the Cardinals will stay within 14.5. That's a big, big spread for a team that is kind of broken, in my opinion. I know you don't like to hear that, but I know oh, they're broken. you very you <laughs> definitely agree with it. Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't really matter. Uh, this team needs an identity. Uh, they, they really have a long way to go if they want to get in the playoffs and a lot of work to do. That kind of scares me in a way, but it doesn't scare me enough for 14.5 to cover. So I'm only thinking spreading this one. The Packers are going to win the football game, but I think it could be at most 10 points. And as as I mentioned a couple weeks ago against Kansas City, Arizona could score a late garbage touchdown and still cover. So the spread is too big for me. Green Bay will win the game, but Arizona will cover. Yeah, that's exactly how I see it. I don't think that the Green Bay Packers offense is explosive enough to cover. Was it 14.5? 14.5, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, as much as I think Aaron Rodgers is an effing stud. Um, I have a couple comments on both teams. I want to address the Cardinals first. I think that I, they've got to get Steve Wilkes out of there. I think he's got to be a one and done. You're going to ruin Josh Rosen if you keep him. He's a defensive coach that clearly is adding nothing to his development. They, I Did they fire their offensive coordinator already? I think it was Mike McCoy maybe. I don't know. Maybe still there. Regardless, the tutelage that he's received has not been good. They have weapons, as I alluded to, I think a week or so ago, that have all their production's also gone down. I think Rosen's still a good core. I think he'll be a good quarterback eventually. Uh, I think a lot of times with these rookie years, you got to throw out. You got to throw out the rookie year when you talk about the the overall player's career. But first things first. It's not really going to matter if they keep this guy. I just don't think he's it. And they got to try and attract an offensive head coach. The league's offensive. You have a young quarterback. It's it's almost a prereq in this league to be successful. So I think that they absolutely have to do that. And then I think that they'll you'll see them start to take take steps forward as a football team to get back to where they were a couple years ago when uh, Bruce Arians had it rolling with Carson Palmer and Larry Fitz and those guys. About the Packers... Holy, holy mother of God. They're, they've been so disappointing this year. Mike Pettin has installed a defensive scheme that is complicated and gives up points at times, but they've played a lot, lot better than they have in years past. And you look up at the end, they're still giving up like 30, and you're like, Zach, what are you, what are you, what are you watching, you know? And while they're giving up points they're getting they're they spend way too much time on the field they're constantly put in bad situations and the they have the pieces in place to start to start to play better and they have it's just that that the offense has been so bad and that's crazy when you have Aaron Rodgers on your team that absolutely falls on Mike McCarthy I don't think a hundred percent anymore 
I'm seeing Aaron Rodgers miss a lot of throws, mm-hmm. throws that he normally doesn't miss. And it's he. You started to notice it about two years ago. It's like, oh, he usually makes that throw. Right. And last year, obviously, he was out. I think what you're starting to see is he had so much arm talent that his mechanics it they didn't matter. It mm-hmm. didn't matter if he threw off his back foot. It didn't matter if he threw it without the laces. I think you're seeing it start to matter. Like he he's talked about it himself. Like in that post game interview he did, oh, I got a little bit more gray in the beard. Like I'm gonna be done soon. You know, yeah. like so. It, it, part of it does fall on him, but the the Packers absolutely got to get better, uh, and and we'll see if they can take a step towards that this week. I mean, to be honest, if I see the way it's trending for Aaron Rodgers' career, I don't want to call it a disappointing career, but only having one ring is pretty remarkable when you know how how amazing of a talent he really is and how many times they missed opportunities and how he created yeah. opportunities that they couldn't get the job done and the defenses he was given whenever he was with the Packers yeah. for this long. I mean, you always talk about them being a powerhouse, yet they've only won one Super Bowl. They've yeah. only been to one Super Bowl, right, with him? They haven't yeah, gone they've and lost. lost in the NFC Championship twice right. in the last four the years. Seattle they, they and... don't make it, though. Seattle, Seattle and the Seattle Falcons. And the Falcons, right, right. Out. So there you go. I mean, to me, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. No, no uh, hand, yeah. hands down. But... Uh, he's up there with a name like Dan Marino. Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl either. I mean, it just very he, similar careers at this point. Very right? similar career. So and it, very interesting. And wouldn't you say that that speaks to Mike McCarthy a little bit too? Yeah. And, and of course, Ted Thompson, the GM that they canned last year, they finally did it. They yeah. had, that was well overdue. And I think that M- McCarthy's coming. <laughs> His time's coming. Absolutely. Uh, your thoughts are welcome. Three one four eight seven seven eight five nine seven. We all take Arizona though. Clean sweep plus fourteen and a half against. The Packers. Uh, we move on. Six and five Panthers at four and seven Bucks. Bucks are plus three and a half points at home. This game should go over uh, between how the defense has been playing. Carolina, what a disappointment. Uh, God, I mean, there's no other way to say it. They started out really hot. I mean, right off the bat, they went six and two to start out the season. And uh, since then, they have been awful. They've lost three straight now. Pittsburgh, Detroit, both on the road, and then Seattle at home last week. The Pittsburgh game was a joke. I mean, 52-21, they just got their asses kicked. Detroit beat them by one, and they tried to go for two to win the game. And then Seattle, 30-27, McCaffrey goes off in that game. You're basically moving the ball at will. And Seattle, on like a last fourth down opportunity, gets a long touchdown throw from Russell Wilson. One-handed grab in the end zone. I mean, it just, just kills you. The Panthers, though, still fighting for playoff spot. I mean, I thought they were going to sit there and just kind of waltz in to the playoff picture. Now they're 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 worrying everybody. I mean, honestly, they need to step it up. For that reason, I you know how I love the Panthers. Even though they've been losing the games, they've been covering a lot of spreads this year, and uh, I like them against Tampa here. I I just have a feeling that they're going to go in there and know that their backs are against the wall. It doesn't get easy after this because guess what? To finish the season, Zach, four more weeks after this, they got at Cleveland. Not an easy place to play. Then they have New Orleans twice and Atlanta. I mean, yikes. You got to win this game. This is a must yeah. win for Cam Newton. Uh, it's only three and a half points spread. I think they'll they'll win it pretty handily. I don't think the Bucs are a good team. I know they move the ball well. I know Jameis Winston, Fitzpatrick, whoever you have it in there, one of the best passing offenses in, in the league, home game, it doesn't matter. I think the Panthers will find a way to win this game by at least a touchdown. Give me Carolina. Uh, I'm shaking a little bit. Shaking a little bit the way they've been, they've been playing late. But uh, I, I believe they'll get the job done. I think Cam and the boys will get the job done, and the Bucks will finally just kind of fall away. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I'm going to take Carolina as well. They have been worrying me the last couple of weeks. They made a fool out of me a couple of weeks ago when I locked them against the Lions. And, they, yeah, they haven't looked very well at all. They I locked against them on that Thursday night game against the Steelers. They got blown out. Mm-hmm. and yeah, Cam Newton's come back to earth a little bit, and what do we say about him? I I call him Roller Coaster Cam. Big he's Web will talk to you about him all the time. Up and down, and he's been down a couple weeks. I think he's going to come up. I'd expect a big game from your fantasy quarterback. Let's go. Weekend. Last week, give me the ten wins. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, me and Zach go with Carolina. Big Web going Tampa. He likes Tampa at home, which I don't. I don't hate the pick. I just think Carolina's backs against the wall. Things change when your backs are against the wall, and. Ron Rivera needs to maybe save his job. Maybe save his job. You think? I don't. I, I just I could see something happen. You always have a coaching change at the end of the year that shocks you. Yeah, that could be one of them. Hmm? 
that could be one of them. You got a lot, no, really no receivers, but you got a lot of talent there, and you start out the way you did and then just fall away in the middle of the season. That'd be tough. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, moving on, so you got the Ravens heading out to Atlanta. God, talk about disappointments. Atlanta four and five or four and seven. I'm sorry, getting one and a half points against the Ravens. I am absolutely done with taking Atlanta. However, they're taking the team I absolutely can't stand picking, Baltimore. So I'm taking Atlanta plus one and a half. That is my underdog pick. I I can't stand taking the Ravens. I cannot root against the Ravens on the road. I can't do it. I don't care what week they had last week. I know they scored over 30 points. I don't care. Lamar Jackson's better than Joe Flacco. We get it. I just I still can't pick the Ravens. I still yeah. can't do it. I still can't do it. I don't believe yeah. in Atlanta at all, but I can't pick the Ravens until they show me that they're consistent, until they show me that they have a consistent offense and don't give up too many points. I'm taking the Falcons. I'm taking the Falcons. There's no better way to say it. I hate the Ravens. I don't know what to tell you. I really struggled picking this game. Falcons at home in the Dome. This has Falcons written all over it. Usually does, but they've been awful. Right, and so I'm going to pick Baltimore. (laughs) I don't blame you. I was on Baltimore earlier this year and kind of fell off of them when they started playing bad, but here they are. They're back in the hunt of an AFC wildcard spot, and so we'll see. They're 2-0 under Lamar Jackson. I am not a Lamar Jackson believer long term. I heard a reporter, some sort of scout analyst guy on Twitter, the other day called their offense like the exotic army offense <laughs> like that's ba- like an exotic option offense is exotic essentially what they're option. running with uh with lamar jackson that made me chuckle but uh yeah i think that they'll get it done this week it's more like you said about the falcons than my love of the ravens i just think the falcons really they've really struggled this year i think sark's offense is a piece of shit and uh, I don't think that they're a very good football team. They can't overcome Sark's blunders on offense and the injuries they've had on defense. It's been a perfect storm in Atlanta. All right, I'm by myself with the Dirty Birds and Zach and Dad going with the Baltimore Ravens. Next up, another noon game, we got the 8-3 and three Bears. The Bears are not who we thought they were. No idea they were going to be this good. Mitch Trubisky, Chase Daniel, doesn't matter. They win football games. They've won five straight now, one on Thursday in Detroit. On Thanksgiving, they haven't lost since uh, Week 7 against New England. By the way, only 7 points. Lost the one before that to Miami by 3 and lost to Green Bay in Week 1 by 1. This team is a few points away from being 11-0, Zach. It's a pretty good football team in Chicago. They take on the Giants. Uh, Giants only getting 4.5. I know the Giants have been playing a little bit better, but they're still a 3-8 football team. You saw some flashes of old Eli last week. You saw him throw the ball, throw the pick skin like he used to back in the day <laughs> whenever he's in the backyard and whenever he went out and won two Super Bowls. But he still lost to Philly. They still lost to Philly. They're 2-3 and three in the last three games. They're starting to play a little bit better, but now they're taking on one of the best teams in the NFC. They're taking on a team that has a scary defense that doesn't even need their offense to score because they're so damn good. I'm going to take Chicago in this one. I can't believe this isn't 7.5. I'm shocked it's only 4.5. I think part of the reason I heard that they expect Trubisky to potentially miss this game too. I still, I still like the Bears. I still do. I mean, I do too. That's crazy <laughs> to think about it. I, I mean, definitely the Lions had their chances to win last Thursday. But regardless, if you put Trubisky or Daniel in Detroit, that's a tough game. Detroit plays tough no matter how their team is every year on Thanksgiving. Yeah, they made a lot of mistakes, but they were still only down by seven. I right. mean, they only still only lost the game by seven. Either way, I just four and a half's very weird for a yeah. defense like this. Regardless, I don't care if you put me in a quarterback. Yeah. Four and a half is a weird spread against the Chicago defense. And, and I think you hit it on the head. And everybody, all of a sudden, seems to be, uh, oh, Trubisky's like the quarterback of the future. There, he's good. Like, are you sure about that? Yeah, because they still won with Chase Daniel on the road in Thanksgiving. Like, I just think that with the weapons they have, Nagy's scheme in the defense. It, like you said, it doesn't really matter too much. So I'm going to take the Bears again. Uh, I thought they'd be about an 8-8 eight and eight team. They're 8-3. and three. Uh, They have a tough, tough stretch of games coming up after this Giants one. So they'd like to get it because the schedule gets really tough. They uh, will host the Packers. Uh, they play the Rams. They, it, gets, it gets tough for them later on. All right, so uh, we all go Chicago. That doesn't shock me at all. I mean, they're a team that has proven that they're the real deal. They have a real, real shot at doing something in the playoffs, like scaring up, scaring a top team. Like You think? Like, I, I mean, so how will the, how will it work with seeding? Are they third right now, I guess, behind the Rams and Saints? <sighs> they will. Yeah. They'd be third, they, so they'd then they'd third. meet up. It might be quarterfinals. No, 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 it wouldn't be. Would it be? Third seed, they would not get a bye. They'd have to face a wild card team. Then if they beat the Divisional, wild card they play team, the Rams then or... they'd play Rams or Saints probably. <sighs> 
on the road. So wow. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, fun stat though about the about these Bears when they won the uh, the Super Bowl in '85, and then when they went back to the Super Bowl and lost to Peyton Manning. Each of those seasons, the teams they lost to were the Patriots, Dolphins, and Packers. Wow! Yeah, each time, so if they lose another game, they are donezo apparently, uh, according to history. And if they don't, looks like they're going to the Super Bowl. Interesting. <laughs> Have to check it out. Uh, we'll move to another noon game. Denver heading out to uh, Cincinnati. Denver, a big win against Pittsburgh last week. Denver's always that sneaky team. You know, their defense is always sneaky on certain days. They're 5-6. and six. They head out to Cincinnati, who's been bad. They've lost 4 out of 5. They lost their last 3. They've even lost 5 out of 6, actually. And they've been giving up a lot of points uh, pretty much every week. Now they take on Denver after coming off a big win against Pittsburgh. However, Cincinnati is getting three and a half points at home, which is very rare for a team that started out uh, the way they did, winning four out of their first five games, and A.J. Green's back. So that changes everything. The last game he was in was a win against Tampa. They've lost their own three since his uh, since he was gone. Wow. They had a bye week, and they lost New Orleans, Baltimore, and Cleveland. So now he's back against Denver. I'm taking Cincinnati here. Uh, I think he's obviously going to help that cause. I think they're going to play better at home, and uh, that's really my, my main thing. A.J. Green should be back. Limited in practice on Wednesday was a report, but uh, they're all saying that he should be playing this week. Well, all right. Uh, I do not share your confidence in the Bengals. The Broncos, as much as I kind of thought their season was over and done with, and Vance Joseph's fate as a coach head coach Vance was Joseph. sealed. <laughs> having the time of his life. I love that guy, man. <laughs> a great. What, what's his name? Sergio Dip. Sergio Dip. God, where's that guy? Uh, at? No. Yeah, that was Coach that was Vance Joseph from here. You watch him now on the screen. <laughs> you do a great Sergio Dip. I've seen the video a million times. We watched it live, and I'm just sitting there cracking up. Oh, like, I was God. watching it live too, and my jaw dropped. I was like, "You got to be shitting me." <laughs> having the time of his life. God. You know what? I'm gonna find that. We'll, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep talking about the, the yeah. All right, Broncos. I'll, I'll talk about the I'll talk about the Broncos a little bit. Uh, Broncos all of a sudden sit at six and five, right? And they have gotten on a little bit of a roll, beat some teams they weren't supposed to beat, beating the Chargers and the Steelers last couple weeks. So right. now you look at their schedule. I tell you what. They're a dark horse to make the playoffs this year. Wow, hot take alert. And I thought that that was insane when I saw it. But if you look at the schedule, I'll pull that up real quick. It's it, they, you, they play a bunch of teams where you're like, they might not lose another game. <laughs> like it, it's it's kind of crazy. They could legit go ten and six, nine and seven. It feels like worst case. Let's mark that down. Let's remember that. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure Case Keenum will blow it, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> De- Denver, with the wins that they've had, the way that they're playing, if they can just take care of business, they're going to have a legitimate shot. Here's Sergio Dip, by the way. It's a pleasure to be with you guys here on the field from up close, just watching Coach Vance Joseph from here. You watch him now on the screen. This diversity in his background is helping him a lot tonight. Quarterback at Colorado, defensive back in the NFL, and here he is. Having the time of his life. <laughs> I I feel bad for the guy. I feel Me bad too. for the guy because it's the first time on ESPN. He's also, I believe, not from the U.S. Oh no, he's obviously. Not. Yeah, you know what's you funny? Tell with his, I with his saw accent. him on uh, ESPN Deportes like six months after that, and I was like, oh, there he is. God, it's so funny. But to put that guy on Monday Night Football, man, his first time—that's just throwing him to the wolves, oh, man. Yeah. Throwing him to the lions, whatever and you want to say. And it, uh, from what I gathered, I don't think he had much experience in football. He had some experience in football. I don't think he had any experience in American football. And they just threw him, like you said, threw him to the wolves on Monday night. It was rough stuff, man. <laughs> back in the NFL <laughs> and here he is having the time of his life <laughs> I just love how he goes the first thing he says coach Vance Joseph and then he trails off a little here bit. on the field from up close just watching coach Vance Joseph <laughs> <laughs> well then when he says this this part from here you watch him now on the screen someone mentioned something like pretty interesting is that he goes you watch him now on the screen I bet a producer was in his ear telling him he's on the screen, like, talk about him. But he said what the producer said. You're not supposed to say that. He's just oh, telling yeah. him, hey, 
Vance Joseph's on the screen and he says, you watch him now on the screen. <laughs> so someone brought that up. I'm like, that's a great point. Probably yeah, you're right. Because I'm, I'm sure there's not a monitor that they had him looking at that he could see of the telecast. I know the play-by-play guys have that, but I don't think the sideline reporter does. Oh. So yeah, it probably wasn't his ear. Crazy. Poor guy. You can see him start to crash and burn like when he takes those pauses. He's like, Vance, head coach Joseph, Vance Joseph. From here. You watch Tell him it. now on the screen. He doesn't know what he's going to say. And, and here he is. <laughs> Poor guy. Sergio Dip, got to love him. So you're taking Denver, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'll take Denver. Me and Dad got Cincinnati at home. Should be an interesting <laughs> game. Uh, move on. Last noon game, we got the LA Rams, 10-1, and one, heading out to the Lions, 4-7. and seven. Yikes. Bad season for us. Uh, for us, Join I feel like club. I'm a part of the franchise. I'm not, but just awful. Uh, nine and a half points the Lions are getting. <sighs> I want to take them. I really do. <laughs> I really do. I really do. I'm trying to talk myself into it. I can't do it. I can't do it. They've been playing so bad, Zach. Their defense is bad. Uh, Patricia one and done. It's not even my, No, I don't think so. I don't think they're they're playing that bad. Uh, I don't think also so. Also because they beat the Patriots. I, I think that's safest job right there. Yeah, They could have gone one and 15 and beat the Patriots, and you're back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel bad for Matthew Stafford. I feel bad for the offense. Matt Marvin Jones just went on the IR for the year now. Um, I'm going to take the Rams just because I think this should be double digits the way the Lions have been playing, even though they're at home. I would love to be shocked. I would love to see the Lions stay in this game, but I just don't see it. I think the Rams are going to blow them out. I feel bad for Stafford. Getting rid- They got rid of Golden Tate. They don't have a big-time offense. Carry-on Johnson, when he's, when he's healthy, he's great. But that's the exact thing. He's not healthy. They haven't had a great tight end this season for Stafford to throw to. And he's been getting rocked every single game. Every single game he's getting hit in the backfield. They're bad. Uh, It sucks. I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, I'll take the Rams too. I don't have much to say about it. Not much to say about the Lions. It hasn't already been said, really. I feel like what's... New coach, but it's same shit, you know. Yeah. Like I, every time stuff. I watch, you need the an Lions, offensive line. You got an off. You need an offensive line. You need right. people to stay healthy. Hundred percent. It's just Matt Stafford back there running for his life, and yeah, I feel bad for the guy too because I think he's a pretty good quarterback, and I think he kind of takes some undue shit for uh, for the performance of the team. Clean sweep, Rams all the way down the line. We go to the first three o'clock game. Jets heading out to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Titans are minus nine and a half points against the Jets. Um, I think this is a game the Titans kind of roll. Um, the Jets always seem to be a team that, with a big spread, you think they're going to fall because they've been shitty the last four or five weeks, and then they ended up kind of making a surge, I mean, awkwardly covering a game. But I believe Tennessee. I know I, I always talk shit on Tennessee, but at home they play very well, and they move the ball pretty well, and they, they're able to run the ball with Derrick Henry at the right times. And as long as Mariota stays healthy and doesn't get injured in the second or third quarter, which sometimes he decides to do that and is out of the game, I believe they're good enough to, to cover the 9.5. So I think the Jets are that bad, especially uh, with, with Josh McCown. So I'm guessing what's the situation with Sam Darnold? Not sure. I know he was hoping to get back and play the Patriots. I don't think he did, right? No. no. Uh, so we'll see. I'm sure he's day to day. So I'm I'm still gonna take the Titans regardless. Uh, I just I don't think the Jets are good. That's it. Um, I will take the Jets. Uh, I think that the Titans minus nine and a half is just too much for me to give up. I do think Mike Vrabel's a really good coach. I think he I think he has them playing decent ball. I just. <sighs> As much as I like the guy, I don't know if Marcus Mariota is the answer there. I think they may be in the quarterback business soon, uh, just like the Bucks. I, I think that those, both those guys that went 1-2, I just don't know if they're it. We'll see with Mariota because he clearly has some talent. I just don't think the guy can stand in the pocket and deliver the football. It's just they really struggle to do that, and... I don't think that they'll be able to cover nine and a half because of it. I think the Jets will. I think this is one of those weird games. They'll step up and cover it and play competitively. All right, so uh, J-E-T-S for Zach and Big Web, and I go with the Tennessee Titans. Move on to uh, Sunday afternoon again. you got the Kansas City Chiefs heading out to Oakland. Raiders 2-9, and nine, Chiefs 9-2, and two, and the largest spread of the weekend, 15 and a half points given to the Oakland Raiders at home. Jeez. At home. But if anybody else got this, and I do mean anybody, I mean I mean the 49ers, I mean any other team besides Oakland, I would think about this, but I'm not going to. Chiefs are going to cover this. I I would not be shocked if they win this game by 30. Um, that's how bad Oakland is. 
Yeah, he got the second one against Arizona, only by two. They scored 17 against Baltimore. Let Baltimore score 34 on them. It's just, they're not good. They're not a good football team. And I believe Kansas City's defense will be good enough to stop them. Even in Oakland, the only thing that scares me is their home and getting 15 and a half. It's a lot of freaking points to give a home dog. A lot of points. But I'm still going to take Kansas City. I'm still going to take them. Yeah, I'm going to take Kansas City as well. The Raiders are a joke. Total joke. Total joke. And that's it's so sad when you think about where they were at like a year and a half ago. They had... Derek Carr, a consummate leader at the quarterback position, playing really good football. You had Amari Cooper developing into a top 20, top 15 wide receiver in the league, and a guy that stays quiet and does his job, not like so many of the diva wide receivers that we have in the league. Then on the defensive side of the ball, you have a consummate pro again in Khalil Mack that shuts up and does his job. You never hear about any off-the-field antics with Khalil Mack. Two-thirds of them are gone, and Carr might be going right behind them. I just feel bad for that fan base, man, and it's going to be a long time before they get better, I think. Uh, Gruden has set that franchise back decades. Big time, and he's there for nine more years and yeah. $90 more million. Dollars. But they're Ooh. going to Vegas. People I wish I Vegas. got paid $100 million to wreck an NFL franchise. <laughs> I wonder if Vegas, the boo, will actually, like, you know what I mean? I guess bolster their free agency pickups. That it seems crazy, but I would I not know. be shocked. If yeah, they that. It, I mean it's got to be better than Oakland, right? But you'd think. I wonder how the fan base is going to react out there because they're not as loyal. Like you're going to have to win. Can they win? I don't see them winning. Uh, you got to get rid of Derek Carr. You gotta you got to get away from that, and you got to start over. Like literally, start everything over. Do you just not like Derek Carr? Or is it more I just, that Gr- I, Gruden and him just aren't going to work? The more I watch him, I just I really thought whenever they had Cooper and they they seemed like they were on the up and up. They just since I've been watching them this season a little bit. I mean, I haven't watched a ton of Raiders games, but he just looks. It's like a scared quarterback. He does. He just he looks like scared. I mean, yeah. he doesn't look like look like he's ready for anything. It looks like he freaks out. And there's no really sense of urgency with him, and it's almost like he—not that he's given up. Like I feel like he, the, the effort's there, but I don't think he's that talented anymore. I really didn't. I I'm shocked at the drop off there is, but I mean it's the complete opposite of what Andrew Luck is. I thought Andrew Luck was on the way down too, and then boom, like he just right. said, you know, f- you know, fuck you, dude. Like <laughs> here I am, and he's the real deal. Yeah. But Derek Carr, complete opposite. I mean, he is yeah. just—he looks scared, and he just does not not look like an NFL quarterback. Straight up. Yeah, and and so I think he is. I have I do think he's talented, but I think you made a point there about compare, comparing him to Andrew Luck that I agree with. Andrew Luck, like you said, face of adversity. We didn't even know if he was really going to play again, and he, yeah, fuck you, give me the ball. Seriously, you know? yeah. And Derek Carr, I think it's a head thing. Mm-hmm. I, he's getting smashed. His offensive line's not very good, but. Neither is Stafford's. We never see him shy away. I really do think it's a little bit of a mental block with him right now because the sample size we've seen of him being good, I think, is a lot larger than of him being bad, and I'm more willing to put the blame on Gruden than I am on Carr. But you're right. I don't think it's ever going to work for him in Oakland, and I'd get rid of him too. I would love to see him get a fresh start with the Giants. Huh. Interesting. That's interesting. I never even thought of that. Even as a backup, I think he he could always make his way back. I just think that... He's had that bad of a year. I mean, yeah, to be honest, I don't, really. and I don't think that a team like the Giants, with all those weapons, would take a risk on Derek Carr being the guy. I think they would really go yeah. for a rookie quarterback or a big time trade. So, do you think Derek Carr starts twenty nineteen? <sighs> wow, somewhere. Wow. Um, I don't think so. I wow. don't think so. That well, bad. Here's what I'll say: if it's if it's not Oakland, if it's Oakland. I could see him starting for Oakland again okay. if they give him another shot with some new well, weapons. Yeah, they'd have to. They'd have to. But if I, if <laughs> he gets if, it's any if other, he gets released, I don't know his contract situation. I'm just saying if he's that bad, he gets released. That he's played that bad. Yeah, I don't. I think he'll get picked up. I don't think he'll be a starter. I really don't. Three one four eight seven seven eight five nine seven. Your thoughts on that situation? But we all take Kansas City in the game. Uh, move on to another three o'clock game. We got the Niners heading out to the Seahawks, and the Niners are getting ten and a half points. The Niners have not beaten Seahawks since two thousand and thirteen. Uh, Zach, I'm taking San Francisco in this one. And for really? one reason and one reason only, Matt Breida, great week last week on the ground. Seattle, 22nd in rushing defense. Wow. They've given up 121 yards per game on the ground. 
And even though the 12s are going to be out there, 10.5 is a big spread. I think Burrito is going to have a big day. I think that's your fantasy pick of the week. Uh, will surprise a lot of people, get in the end zone a couple times. Frisco will not win the game, but they will cover the 10.5. Yeah, I've picked Frisco the last couple weeks, and they keep burning me. So I'm going to go with Seattle in this one. Uh, that's an interesting stat that you pull out. I think that Seattle, they're built on that power run game this year, and I think that they'll be able to run it on San Fran and set up their offense. Additionally, I think the Nick Mullins, the nice story and all, but guy's probably not an NFL quarterback. So that's shown the last couple of weeks. Kyle Shanahan, 2-17 and 17 with the 49ers in games that Jimmy Garoppolo does not start. Mm. So like you said, though, the record doesn't necessarily matter. It's about whether or not they can cover 10.5. A, a lot of points to lay. I'll put my faith in the Seahawks one time. All right, Zach going to Seattle, and uh, me and Big Webb going with San Francisco. Move on. Last 3 o'clock game, Minnesota heading out to New England as the Patriots are minus 6.5 points. Uh, good day for Gronkowski. Has made his return last week. Played very, very well. And at home, too, man, this is tough because Minnesota and their offense, they're starting to find Stephon Diggs, and that's been the difference for them. That's been... The reason that they're staying in, in these football games and playing pretty well, Kirk Cousins, I'm still kind of iffy on him this season. I thought he was going to play a lot better than he's shown. I told you before the season started, I think he's overrated. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I yeah. just think he's overrated. It's not worth the money. I don't think he's worth what he's gotten. I don't think he's worth what the reputation he has as a, a top, a top. I don't even know what to say. Not a top five quarterback for sure, but top ten even maybe. I, I don't even know if I see that. Uh. I'd probably place him right outside that. But that's what I mean, and a lot of people say he's the next coming of God, and I just I don't see it. So they beat Green Bay last week uh, against New England. They've been in a lot of close games, too, even a couple losses. They've won three out of the last – or I'm sorry. So they had a three-game winning streak, then have kind of teetered back and forth. Lost to New Orleans by only 10, beat Detroit, only lost to Chicago by five, and beat Green Bay. So they're right there with a lot of good teams. Only lost the Rams by a touchdown earlier this season. Tied Green Bay earlier on in the year at Lambeau. So what is this team? You know, what is the Minnesota? What are the Minnesota Vikings? Where are they going to be? Do they have a chance to make the playoffs? I think they're playing a lot better. However, six and a half. It's New England. It's at home. They're eight and three. They're in that mode again where they just going to. They're a truck that's going to run anybody over that gets in their way. And I, if it was seven and a half, I would honestly probably take Minnesota. That one point gets me. That yeah. one point, I like the Patriots. And uh, something tells me Cousins might just totally just crap his pants or something in New England and just have those nerves. You can't have nerves against Tom Brady. You can't have nerves any time in that game if you want to even a shot to beat the Patriots. Give me New England. I got an upset pick. I'll pay. I'll take the Vikings. All right. Uh, the Vikings. I was close. I was close. I really was. I think that they're a good team. I think that there have been weeks where they haven't shown up. I don't think the defense is as good as it's been. Their rep has kind of been defense. That's not quite as good as it's been. But the offense is a lot better than it's been, too. Uh, so they're more of a balanced team than they have been in years past. They match up with the Pats well. Zimmer, the last time they played the Pats, schemed him up pretty good. He did a nice job, and you can always expect Zimmer against these high-flying offenses. Usually does a really nice job against the elite quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, he does a number on him like every time mm -hmm. the Packers play him. So uh, I expect that they'll have a really good game plan. They'll come out hard in this one, and I'll take the Vikings to cover, if not win the game. Wow. This might be a fun game to watch. Like, prop, may, I, I, It will be a fun game to watch. I mean, probably the best game of the week, maybe. I yeah, seriously think be. it might be the best one. Second best one, if not the best one, will be the next one we have. That's Sunday night football. Pittsburgh, by the way. Zach has Minnesota. Me and Dad have New England. Minnesota uh, should be a fun game. Pittsburgh at home, minus 3.5 against the Chargers. Two of the top offenses in the league. 7-3-1 for the Steelers. 8-3 for the Chargers. This game is, uh, in my opinion, a game for the Steelers to lose. They're just another team at home. We all know this. The last three games at home, they've scored at least 33 points. That was their lowest against Cleveland back uh, in Week 8. Back in Week 5, they scored 41 against Atlanta, and they scored 52 their last home game, which was against Carolina. This game is going to be very, very close. It's going to be a very back-and-forth contest, but I think the fact that it's at Heinz Field puts this over the top for me. The fact that they did lose to Denver in a close game last week, in my opinion, fires them up. I'm going to take the Steelers in this one. Three and a half is a favorable spread for them to cover at home. It's always tough to go into Heinz Field, especially during primetime. Yeah. Phillip Rivers has shown 
that he's the real deal and that they're going to contend maybe even for an AFC West title. I mean, obviously a, a wild card spot, but maybe even a title if the Chiefs slip up here. Crazy, it's pretty right? close. Pretty crazy to think about because they've been like the stepbrother that hasn't been looked at as uh, as a top-tier team, team, but they're right yeah. there. I'm still going to take the Steelers. It's a favorable spread. They're at Heinz Field, and I believe that Big Ben will get it done. I really do. I'm going to take the Steelers as well. I feel like at this point I might as well be a Pittsburgh Steelers fanboy. <laughs> I, I I like the Steelers, man. They've always the steel curtain, the color scheme they got out there. I've been to Pittsburgh. I think it's a great city, and I've always liked Mike Tomlin and the way that they play. I love the playmakers they have, and Antonio Brown and formerly Le'Veon Bell. I think that they'll get it done. I the one guy I don't particularly love is actually Big Ben, but he steps up in big games usually, and. In contrast, the Chargers usually disappear in these big games. Remember the big game they had against Kansas City at the very end of the year? Mm -hmm. Playoff spot on the line, and they just didn't come ready to play at all. And so I think that this will be this is the game I want to watch of the week, and I think it'll be a great football game to see. I'm going to take the Steelers, though. All right, so Zach and myself going Pittsburgh. Big Webb going with the Chargers. He likes Phillip Rivers on the road in Pittsburgh. Should be a fun game. Last one we got, Monday Night Football. Washington heads out to Philly. Excuse me, as Philly is minus 6.5. Washington now 6-5 and five after dropping the last two. The two weeks ago, Alex Smith going out during the game, not being able to get it done against Houston, but it was a close game. And then they lose last week as well. Um, this is tough. This is very tough for me because I think the Eagles got away with a, a win last week. I think they should have dropped that one. Um, man, another divisional game, too. And I know Alex Smith's not the quarterback anymore. But the Eagles have really, really been just odd. Uh, I mean, even with Zach Ertz having weeks like he did last week and all season long, their offense is just off. And Carson Wentz is just off. And there's just something weird, even when they're at home, between those teams, especially against division rivals. I'm going to take Washington. I'm going uh, with the underdog here. Um, they're getting six and a half on the road. I want to see what they're going to do with Colt McCoy. And I want to see with their backs against the wall. With Jay Gruden, I think his job's safe. But the fact that they were basically just running away with this division and then losing the, the Cowboys last week, really putting a damper on their season and putting them out of the first place for the first time in a while, I think they're going to be ready to play here. Getting six and a half is tough. And I'm going to take Washington. I, I think the defense will step up enough against the Eagles and it'll be too close. I'm not saying Washington will win the game, but six and a half is too big for me. I'm going to take Washington on the road. I hate it. I'm going to take the Eagles. All right. I just believe in their personnel. They are playing with the guys off the street in the secondary. That's what's really hurt them. Um, I was doing uh, some pro football focus work with the Eagles couple weeks ago and they, they were just getting torched off the line of scrimmage like their defensive backs just cannot hang they're playing with no namers out there but it kind of evens up the playing field because the Redskins are playing with Colton McCoy so right I think that prime time in Philadelphia a really raucous crowd I anticipate that Wentz and the guys they'll play a lot better in this game and I take them to cover the six and a half like you said I think it's just the writings on the wall with this Redskins team and I've been impressed with the job Jay Gruden has done this year they've just been devastated by injuries and I thought Jay Gruden was going to be an early candidate to get fired I I think you're right the scapegoat is just the injuries they're not going to can him this year because he's done a nice job I gotta admit it but, yeah, I think the writing's on the wall for them, and the Redskins know it, and I think the Eagles smell blood in the water, too. All right, so there you go. Zach takes Philly. Me and Dad take Washington for Monday Night Football, and that'll do it for our picks for Week 13 of the NFL. Before we wrap it up, we got our locks of the week. Again, don't listen to me. I'm 4-7. and seven. Don't listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Don't listen to me. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> go against me. Uh, take, take it. I'm on a roll. I don't know. Whatever you want to think, I don't care. I, I can't say anything about my lock right now. I'm shit. I'm, I'm crappy. But I'm taking Indy, uh, if you care at all. I'm mean, Indy minus 3.5 against Jacksonville. Jacksonville is crap. Indy is on the rise, and it's only 3.5. Take the Colts. Take the Colts. Don't take the Colts. Don't take the Colts. Take the Colts. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Whatever you think about my lock. Zach, what do you got? I'm going to take the Panthers. Another 3.5 spread. How many spreads are 3.5 these days? A lot. Jeez. Oh, a lot. There's so it's many It's a scary number, week. too. It's a scary yeah. number. 
There were so many spreads last week that were three and a half. There were four or five different ones that were three and a half, one way or the other. Uh, this one is three and a half. Also, I'm on a two-game losing streak on my locks. We need to get it turned around. Cam, you're the one that broke my streak. You got to be the guy to start me anew. Wow. So I'm going to trust the Carolina Panthers to get it done. They got to cover three and a half at the Bucks. Should not be a difficult task. That one absolutely shocks me that you went with Carolina. I really? thought they disappointed you so bad the other week that you were just going to kind of fall away <sighs> from them. They did disappoint me against the Lions. But I try to have a short memory, uh, and I do think I'm, I'm true to it when I think that Cam's going to come down. I'm true to it when I think he's going to come up. And so I, as much as I do think Cam is what he is, he's limited, he's not very consistent, he's also not consistently bad. So he's going to he's gonna. He's gonna I think have a really nice day against a Bucks defense that is Swiss cheese. All right, so Zach goes with Carolina minus three and a half. Again, he's eight and four on locks. Pretty good uh, overall season for old Zach Zook. Eight and four. Big Web also eight and four on locks. He's taking the Rams minus nine and a half against Detroit. Can't blame him. I can't blame him. The only reason I didn't take that is because it's at Ford Field. Uh, it is scary, but I I really can't uh, doubt him for for taking that because the way the Lions are playing, it's really hard to take them uh, in any bet. What's so big web unlocks? He's 8 and 4 as well. Oh, he's caught up to. They me. have now uh, you guys have now caught each other. So that's going to be that's going to be fun one to watch too. <laughs> I think it'll be a good one all the way through. His best four plays too, which he's 28 and 20 this season. So make sure you go out and bet these picks. He's got New Orleans minus 7.5, Chicago minus 4.5, the Rams of course minus 9.5 points and he also is taking the under in the Tennessee game, which if I can find it on oddshark.com, it is 40 and a half. Right now, 94% have the over picked on <laughs> oddshark. Big Web's going with the under of 40 and a half Tennessee well, the Jets. Right. So there you go. That's his uh, little secret pick for you. And that's our picks for week 13. Zach, final thoughts before we uh, get ready for week 13. Uh, I am ashamed. I was sent home <laughs> with my tail between my legs last Sunday, and we got to pick it back up. I think I'm pretty much out of the running for the season pick em, so I'm basically living for locks and for a couple upsets to try and sound smart. <laughs> That's Zach Zook. I'm TJ Weber for Big Web. We'll see you guys next time. Good luck in Week 13.